0: Good evening, my name is John Diddy and I am one of the pastors here and it is, uh, well, it is my great pleasure to be here with you this evening, both in person and online to be present in our remembrance Would you enter the story with me? They had gathered on Thursday for a meal, all of them together. It had been three years of togetherness, of community, and one knew, one knew that it would be their last meal together. As the 12 arrived, Jesus welcomed them but he also shocks them because he, like a servant, will wash their feet. He will get rid of the dust and the dirt of that day. Certainly not the job of the rabbi. One of them, Peter, objects. He respects Jesus too much and he doesn't understand. None of them understand but this is what it looks like to love one another, to kneel down, to care for, to clean up those who you are living with. This meal was special, the Passover, a celebration of God's promises and remembrance of time in captivity, a meal that would be celebrated as a community with those who you are closest to. Jesus knows that one in his midst would betray him. So he makes it known and he sends Judas away. What you are about to do, do quickly. Betrayal, the loss has begun. Now, this isn't his first loss. He's been rejected in his hometown. His family doesn't know what to do with him. The leaders of the faith community have rejected him. But on this night, just days after being greeted with a hero's welcome, all starts to fall away. Jesus says, you will all fall away. And Peter argues, even if all fall away, I will not. But this is not true. And Jesus tells them all, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Peter, today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. And yet... Jesus is confident. A time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Well, Thursday turns into Friday. Jesus is arrested and taken before the chief priests and Pharisees. He's taken to Pilate and Jesus is beaten and mocked. He is stripped of his clothing, his dignity, his humanity. The leaders argue over what he has done and whose responsibility it is to enact punishment, to enact death on an innocent man. All the while, Jesus' disciples, they scatter. And Peter, he denies him three times. Jesus is alone. At least to those who are observing. But he has the Father. His prayer that is in all of John chapter 17 shows us how deeply connected Jesus is to the Father. And even how he speaks on the behalf of those who are scattering. Yes, Jesus comes to the Father. He states this plainly in John 16, 28. But it is hard for us to imagine. In fact, we cannot process the reality that God has always existed. And that this existence is in three persons. God the Father and Jesus the Son forever in community and the Holy Spirit in outpouring of that relational community of the Father and the Son. So Jesus, even in this moment leading to the cross, remains steadfast, steadfastly connected with the Father. Jesus understands his role. He explains to the disciples in John sixteen seven, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. He's explaining to them the new connection they will have with God through the Holy Spirit. Jesus has understanding that this this his path the one that only he can walk will create the way. His path that is difficult and overwhelming will bring the kingdom of God. It will renew creation. It will be the way of salvation for all people. And in it, in this moment, Jesus stays connected to the Father. The Jewish leaders persuade Pilate to crucify Jesus and he is marched to Golgotha. He carries his torture device His way of death on his back. The cross that is about to forever change the world. And Jesus endures the pain. He has been whipped and beaten, thorns have been placed on his head. The mockery of the soldiers. Hmm. He endures the walk with this cross, rubbing on those wounds on his already crippled body. He suffers as they pound nails into his hands and feet, as they place the cross upright, the lurch of his body in that moment and then the ongoing agony of each breath. Now once Jesus started his public ministry, he was always confronted with opposition and people left him. He understood that his message would be received by some and rejected by others. In fact, he often said very difficult things that would send people packing. But he had the 12. He had the Spirit. He had the Father. In these last hours, he had lost the 12. He had agonized in the garden with the Father. And yet he moved ahead. Now Jesus hangs on the cross. The crowd mocks him. Mark 15 says this. Those who pass by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross. Save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saves others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down from the cross that we may see and believe. Jesus understood he was to endure. He did this for those hurling insults and mocking him. He did this for us. And yet we often deny Jesus. We often mock him. Only he could go to the cross. He did it willfully and expectant of the work of God that his sacrifice would usher in the kingdom and show the love of God. The cross would change everything. But the moment isn't over. In fact, we're in a series about questions and we haven't even got to our question yet. In Mark 15, 33, at noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And in a moment of desperation, Jesus realizes that the Father has called him to something that he had not fully Realized. Now, in this moment, it is clear complete separation. Jesus is now fully alone. Jesus has never been alone, Jesus has never been fully separated from the Father. So he uses David's words of exasperation from Psalm 22 to voice his feelings. This would have been a known psalm to those present. In fact, it fully encapsulates this very moment. They would have been very familiar with the lament expressed by King David. The words that describe one who is mocked whose clothes are gambled for, it would have been familiar and comforting to Jesus in those moments where we, as human beings, have no words. We return to what we know. And Jesus returned to Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus is completely alone. Jesus was the only one who could suffer in that moment. And with a loud cry, he breathed his last. And then, in that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. A Roman centurion said, surely this man was a son of God. On Thursday, he had gathered with his friends. He washed their feet. He shared a meal. Jesus was in the midst of his brothers, his community. But by Friday, they had scattered. They were afraid and Jesus is alone. Betrayal, denial, those who he trusted and loved turned away. In the final moments of Jesus' life on earth, he shows us what it looks like to lose everything and still trust God. For a millennia, followers of Jesus have spoken of the dark night of the soul They love God, they have faith in God, but he seems far from them. Jesus gives us two immense gifts on that Friday. The first gift is what we will celebrate on Sunday. He made a way to God through his death on the cross. That is the greatest gift that can ever be given. So, we could say that the second really does pale in comparison, but I find it incredibly important. You see, Jesus shows us how to walk in faith despite the loss that surrounds him. We will experience loss, we do not yet live in a world of perfection sin still exists and our community in our communities and our lives are often ripped apart by it we will look to god and ask why have you forsaken me why have you forsaken us but on that friday When Jesus experienced the loss of connection to the Father, something happened. The curtain in the temple was torn in two. The Holy of Holies was now open to all and Jesus walked a path that only he could walk so that we could experience a new life of connection with the Father. We may not always feel God or experience God how we want to. In fact, our experiences of loss and betrayal and scattering relationships can at times feel so much more present than God. But he's there, God is there. And that connection was made possible on a hill called Golgotha by Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus made the way. He suffered unimaginable loss to make that way. Many of us tonight feel it. We feel loss. We feel deep loneliness. And we wonder when will it end Well, tonight as we reflect, as you reflect on the cross, understand that you have a savior that knows that loneliness. He understands the loss of community. He knows the pain of feeling as though the father is absent. But he is not. And that Jesus calls to us, follow me. Follow me and call on my name. Join me in the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Jesus, on this Friday, on this good Friday, we remember with our whole beings the sacrifice that you made. We understand completely that only you could make it. And yet God, even in that completeness, we really don't understand. God, open our eyes to all that you are doing around us. And God, for each and every one of us, as we walk through our lives, as we experience those moments of deep and penetrating loss, Jesus, would you comfort us in only the way that you can? Knowing that you who had relationship from the very beginning of time on that Friday experienced an unimaginable loss, and in that loss carried with you each of our sins. God, our burdens were placed upon you on that cross, you carried them freely and you experienced that devastation. God, there is no way that we can say thank you enough. And so tonight, as we attempt to do that, let our remembrance and our praises be true. In your name, amen.